I'm Bucky. I'm Izzy. And this is Under Deconstruction. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of our podcast. We're excited to talk to you all again. It's been a while, as usual. Um, But we thought that, you know, I mean, I think a lot of things people are thinking about right now have to do with, like, resolutions and changes and all that New Year stuff. Um, in this uh, early January mood. But um, I think this year especially, because of the lifestyle we've been living and the distance we've had from each other, we've all had to spend a lot more time with ourselves. And what comes along with that, uh, at least for us and probably for you, is a lot of introspection and maybe some new discoveries about Um, habits we've formed over the years, things we've been doing on sort of um, just autopilot, you know, things that we maybe before uh, this strange year treated as just a part of our everyday life, part of our who we are, you know, we've now had to take those things under a microscope with a lot of time on our hands maybe and think about um, why are we doing the things that we're doing and what what habits serve us well and which ones don't? Um, so I don't know if this has been on anyone else's mind, but it's definitely been on mine. Um, but Bucky, I don't know uh, if you want to get started on this. Um, what have you been thinking about and what things have you been uncovering about yourself over this last year? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think... All of us can say, I think now that we're kind of out of 2020 and into 2021, um, I think we can all say that the last year has probably been one of the most um, intense and kind of eye-opening years, at least it has been for my life, um, I'm sure for many people as well. And in general, I like to think of myself as a pretty introspective person and I do a lot of work on myself and a lot of self-reflection and really trying to get to the bottom of things and um, figure out ways that I can evolve and better myself in my life. And, you know, it was really, and that was before this past year. And then this past year kind of hit and all of the events of the last year ensued and I didn't even realize (laughs) that I had an even deeper depth uh, to plunge into and to really kind of crack open the deepest, like, kind of neurological patterns of my life. And I think there's a lot of people that have kind of hit this level of introspection in the last year where there's just so many things in our lives that we do on autopilot. So many things that move that maybe once were in the realm of your conscious awareness that move into the unconscious and subconscious realm where you're just doing things uh, on a daily basis without even kind of recognizing what you're doing or really um, how these things are affecting you anymore because they've just become so automatized or in your life that it is literally not even you're not even aware of them um and so with that being said 
I think for me, the biggest thing that I've found is that uh, it, it's just been it's just been a very eye opening experience for me, and kind of the major thing that has uh, that I've gotten to bring to light in the past year is my relationship with cannabis or weed or marijuana, whatever you want to call it. Um, and the fact that, you know, I really, really do love cannabis for its potential health benefits and the, its potential, um, or not potential, but its real ability to uh, help psychological issues and to alleviate stress and anxiety and to it really acts like a type of a medicine yeah. in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And for me, I, throughout my life, have come to a place with cannabis in particular where I had, I mean, it truly is probably one of the <laughs> things that I love most in life uh, is cannabis, just because of not only what it does, but there's a whole culture around it that up until, again, this year, <laughs> I didn't even really realize that I had a deep identification with a certain type of a culture mm -hmm. and a certain type of an identity. And I don't know, for me, this entire year has just been a massive introspective look at my relationships with certain things that I have in my life and what that has revealed to me is so much, <laughs> there's so many more layers to the, to this than I had initially realized. And so I'll go into more uh, in a bit here, but to just kind of pause there, is there anything that's kind of like that for you, Izzy, that you've landed on in this past year in terms of introspection? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say a lot of, um, I've been doing a lot of things this year. Um, to kind of uh like you said do self work and address um different traumas i've experienced in my life which i have talked about a bit before on here um but something i have never really talked about on here or at all is um that i do have a history of um i mean i think i was always saying i have a history of negative body image and uh, disordered eating habits but I think more recently I've had to come to terms with the fact that I have dealt with um, an eating disorder um, and particularly um, binge eating disorder which most people don't know a lot about and also um, some restriction uh, which people are more familiar with um, so restricting how much food you eat um, just a lot of self-punishing behaviors around food um, it's something that I've really only <laughs> just in this year, um, had to accept is a part, something I've, it's something that I've made a part of my identity, um, is this struggle with my relationship to food and my relationship to my body by extension. So I think, um, I've had to, first off, I've had to accept that there's a bit of irony in that because, I have, I mean, as you know, and as I've mentioned on here before, um, for religious reasons, um, I don't drink. Um, and I've always kind of prided myself on that as like um, proof of my discipline and that I can set boundaries and that I don't use anything as a crutch um, to 
live my life. Um, but that just frankly wasn't true. And I've only now accepted that, I think, or at least realized it. Maybe I haven't fully accepted that yet. But um, I was being pretty hypocritical because um, I have treated food and my relationship with food in a, a very um, addiction uh, similar to addiction way. So um, I think a lot of the things that I've struggled with couldn't be solved by just, you know, I don't know, doing a, a diet or doing an exercise routine or just trying to convince myself to this week, I'll get everything in control and treating it in, in a, um, treating food as an enemy. And, you know, it, none of that was serving me, but it was, it is, it, it was, and it continues to rule my life if I'm being honest. So that's the thing I think that I've had to stare down that I previously never realized was so integral to my identity and to what I even believe I'm capable of. Um, and that's been extremely difficult uh, because I think the other traumas I've been through, although I do definitely procrastinate dealing with them, um, I know I know what they are. I can name them and I'm trying to face them. But this is something that I truly thought I didn't have a problem with. It was just like you said, it passed to the subconscious mind to where my um, super negative self-talk um, restriction followed by binging on food, just eating a ton and not even thinking about it and then forcing myself to skip meals to, because I felt guilty. Um, all of that stuff was ruling my life and I wasn't even seeing it. It was just part of my everyday. Um so that's the thing I think that has been most um, revealing to me, um, particularly this year. And I honestly don't know if I ever would have stopped for long enough to reflect on it seriously um, if this year hadn't been so different than most. Um, but yeah, I would say that's where I'll start at least. Yeah, no, I think that that's, I think has very or is very similar to what I am going through in some ways, but also different in other ways. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I think it's for me, one of the, so I mean, to just bring more clarity to it. I mean, I think what we're caught, what we're talking about here really is a form of like, it's like a form of resurrection in a way, because <laughs> what you're actually doing is um, resurrecting something that, has gone into your unconscious mind and you're bringing it back to life. You're bringing awareness to something that has become a, a kind of like a robot type of a thing in your life. Mm -hmm. And so you're bringing life to it, bringing awareness to it, shining a light on it. And I think through um, continued focus and continued awareness about a certain unconscious habit that you've created over your life, is the thing that resuscitates it into something that can be dealt with mm -hmm. rather than being an ungraspable uh, kind of thing. So that's one aspect. But in re relation to um, kind of what I've been dealing with, with cannabis or weed or marijuana, um, 
I guess for me, what's what's been so interesting about it is ties into something what you were saying about the identity of discipline, right? With you, you were talking about alcohol mm -hmm. with how you kind of hung your hat on this notion that you, you know, don't drink alcohol, right? Yeah. And so I found over this past year with my struggles to kind of put distance between myself and my cannabis use. I found one of the most interesting th things that my mind tried to convince me of is basically it, it was my mind was just saying if <laughs> what's the point of trying to stop doing this so much when all it is by not doing it it's still just another form of an identity that you're choosing and so my mind that was I think the most tricky construct that my mind has created is where it it tried to convince me and did so successfully because then I would just get high <laughs> but um, it convinced me that that no identity is better than any other identity which is true which is what makes it so difficult and it's not that uh, I mean the ultimate realization is in is in realizing that the false part of that claim isn't that any other identity is better than any other identity, but rather that there is identities or there are identities that enable certain things and there are identities that disable certain things. Mm -hmm. And the identity of what I, who I was, and I mean, arguably still am to this point, but I'm working on changing um, that identity is just an identity of somebody who, you know, gets high every day or gets high like too frequently, you mm -hmm. know, and that allows for certain things in your life and it takes away certain things in your life. It, you know, it allows you to have a pretty stress-free time <laughs> at the end of, the, at the end of every day, right? but it disallows you from having a cohesive motivation and confidence in your life and to, for me it got it's gotten to a certain level where it is completely debilitating in the sense that it 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 removes any of my motivation and removes any of my creative output and that for me is uh like death sentence <laughs> like like I need, um, I need to be creative in my life mm -hmm. and I need to be able to output things that I love and that I've created and I need to be able to share things with the world and I need to have a, a sense of purpose that I'm proud about and a sense of self-worth that I'm proud about and a feeling that I actually do have control over the direction of my li life rather than feeling like a perpetual victim. Right. And so these are all the subtle differentiations that one makes on a pathway towards healing something that uh, has become a habitual pattern within the realm of the unconscious. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that would be, yeah. yeah. That is so interesting actually though, because what you said about, um, feeling like there's these two different identities you continuing to do what you're doing or stopping your habit there no one is better than the other and that kind of paralyzing your decision making oh, about so it so paralyzing i completely relate to that and i thought i don't know i was thinking we might have a lot more differences here in terms of how this has been 
but for us but that actually I completely resonate with because I think what has uh completely paralyzed me and prevented me from addressing this until very recently um does come from that uh my belief I guess in uh two identities and that neither was better than the other which is true but in my so in my case I was always thinking about um there is the me who just doesn't really address my issues with food um eats uh emotionally um overeats doesn't like really uh even appreciate food while I'm eating it um has a lot of guilt and shame after eating um but is not being ruled by um diets or rules or restrictions of any kind um and is just living you know in this sort of uh cycle of those habits and then there's the me that would choose not to do those things but what happened for me is actually i realized i wasn't really seeing um the differences in those options and also some nuances um and maybe some other options that could be available to me because I always thought if I took my eating disorder seriously and tried to um, tried to control it or address it because it is binge eating disorder and has caused me to um, gain weight, to struggle with my health in different ways, whatever, to lose um, uh, my strength because I get depressed and then I just eat and I don't exercise and I get weaker and all this stuff. I thought the opposite of that would have to be someone that is like um, beholden to diet culture and all about, you know, being a certain type of body like that we in our society think is healthy, the only healthy one, which is thin and fit. And I've dealt with so much frustration about that narrow idea of what is healthy and what is acceptable, um, especially as a woman. Like I have been down that road of yo-yo dieting and just one diet after another and they never last. And each time I end up worse off in terms of my relationship with food, but I've been thinner at those times and people complimented me and, you know, I was regarded well, even though I was extremely unhealthy mentally because physically I looked the way people wanted me to look. So I started thinking there were two options. I either, go down this road of like just you know accepting the way that I look is what it is and it doesn't matter what other people think and just eating whatever I want to eat and not thinking about it or going the other way and controlling everything restricting uh punishing myself but getting the rewards of looking acceptable in our society and what ended up happening is I've started to realize there's there's something else in there that's neither of those options maybe or is a mix of them which is that I don't need to feel ashamed of the way that I look or or how much I weigh or what I eat but that a lot of my eating habits were just not they're not serving me in a positive way so there were there are things I can um, make you know create more discipline around such as like 
you know, working on my emotional eating, uh, appreciating what I'm eating and not mindlessly eating that have nothing to do with restricting and trying to hurt myself, but that come from a place of love. So it's like I'm putting up boundaries, but they're coming from a place of loving myself, not hating myself. So I don't have to choose one or the other and be one of those identities forever and just be always angry about it. And that I can, I'm allowed to love and accept my body, even when it doesn't fit the norm that we, you know, prefer, I guess, in this society and that we lift up over all else. So just those different identities, I think I felt like I had to pick one and just um, ascribe to that. And, and I'd always feel like I'd made a mistake because either I'd be physically unhealthy or emotionally unhealthy. And I've had to break out of that binary personally and recognize that there are other things available to me, other choices available to me. Um, but that's something that I truly needed an entire year, if not many more before this of self-reflection to even recognize because I was aware, I think on some level previously, like before I had all this time alone um, over the pandemic and like seeing how I eat when I'm alone and no one's around and, you know, all this shame and guilt that I have and gaining a bunch of weight and not wanting anyone to see me when we come out of quarantine because they're going to be like, what, what happened? Just all this bullshit. And that had to get laid out on the table in this time. So there's something about this time that I think, I don't know how maybe it came to light for you, but um, that just threw everything out on the table and I have had to just look at it and deal with it. But I don't know, did you feel like a transition to um, a new way of thinking during this time or like a sudden realization about um about how this was ruling your life? Like, did you have a moment or anything like that? Yeah. I, well, I mean, first off, I can't even express how identical my experience has been to what you just said. <laughs> like, it's literally uh, like an identical experience. And it even goes into, like, I would call that. So it's, it's just so bizarre. Like, because like when I was younger, you know, cannabis was illegal. Like, I mean, and it still is illegal federally, but right. it was illegal in California mm -hmm. where, 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 you know, we're at. And um, so for me, like, and it goes exactly into what you were saying about discipline. And like, for me, it was like, it was like discipline versus freedom. Like these were like the two identities that I had in my head yes. where it was like, if I was trying to rein in my cannabis usage in any way, for some reason in my mind that was the like epitome of like being the goody two shoes and restricted like unable to do what they like not like free type of a person mm -hmm. which is like completely like and you know it's maybe if you like never allow yourself to have any experiences with drugs that i would say is you know, extreme on one end. And then I would say the other extreme is doing what, you know, I was having a tendency to do, which was just free for all, get high whenever I wanted to right. kind of a life, you know, but so I would fluctuate between that dichotomy. 
And I think the real breakthrough came in realizing that, like you said, it's a combination of the two that I think is more of a healthier approach where you respect the things that you're doing and you give thought to the things you're doing and you take a, take a breath, take a second before you, you commit to doing something and really appreciate what you're doing and appreciate the act that you're about to commit to. And I think if you can bring that kind of awareness and consciousness to it, it uh, allows you to live a more kind of sacred life, a more, uh, a more divine life, a more, a, a life that you're proud of. And it doesn't mean castigating anything. It doesn't mean never, ever, you know, binge eating Oreos. <laughs> I mean, I, or I mean, never, never indulging in certain foods that we rule as bad or whatever. Cause yeah. I love food. I love cooking. I love trying new restaurants. I love the flavors. I love trying new things like that's there. I have every right. And so do you and everyone to enjoy those things. But Absolutely. it's about, like you said, that reflection of pausing and saying, why am I doing this right now? Is this because exactly. it's going to serve me? It's going to be, enjoyable i'm going to appreciate it then cool go for it but if i'm using this as a crutch if it's for emotional purposes to repress things um then pause absolutely and this is not the time and you know what you just saying that made me realize really what the key the key insight is is it's actually love is what it is and what it what i think i mean speaking for myself i think what has happened is that my understanding of what love is was is maybe corrupted to a certain degree where i was failing to recognize that love does not mean always trying to feel good yes (laughs) love means you are approaching things with what we're talking about with that moment of of appreciation with of that moment of respect of that moment of really taking into consideration giving thought and care to the actions that you're partaking in and recognizing when loving yourself does mean indulging and when loving yourself also at some points means having a certain level of discipline that allows you to fulfill a purpose that you're trying to fulfill. And so I think once you can, I mean, for me, this is, again, everybody, this has been a, (laughs) this has been an entire year process for me. And like you were saying, I do think to begin this little segment we did, I do think there was a moment during this year where it kind of something's flipped on in my brain but then what was really different was that it was a sustained, it was like a sustained requirement that my, I don't know, my, my soul, I don't know, something, <laughs> it was a sustained requirement um, that my mind was consistently bringing to the forefront every day. And so in that sense, it was something that I couldn't brush under the rug anymore. In the past, I was able to be like, yeah, yeah, whatever, but like, I'll deal with it tomorrow or something. Yes. But in this past year, it was an everyday waking up with the first thing in my mind, the first thought going through my mind being, well, to back it up even further, the reason this whole started for myself is because I challenged myself. I wanted to try and go 40 days without, you know, doing anything related to cannabis. And I still, to this day, <laughs> it's, it's, it was March when I first had that challenge for myself. 
still to this day, I have not been able to do that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm actually excited and proud to say that, you know, I'm on a, I'm on the challenge currently mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm feeling really good about this, uh, this kind of attempt that I'm making at it. Uh, my mind is in a lot clearer space and I really, I think have finally understood the depths of the roots that this had in my life. And if it wasn't for this year of introspection and reflection, I definitely don't think I would have real ever realized how profound of an effect it was having in my life so far. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think um, that kind of goes as well to something I think that's important to mention for all of us is um, just to have some grace and forgiveness for yourself because what we the reason at least for those of us who've been either unemployed or working from home um obviously if you're an essential worker of any kind you've been probably incredibly overwhelmed and stressed more than normal so i can't speak to that experience but for those of us who have had to spend more time with ourselves um it just makes you realize how many things we had both uh constructed and just natural um that served as boundaries, like uh, barriers to um, to dealing with uh, some of our habits um, that maybe have gotten um, gotten to an unhealthy place or need to be addressed or whatever. Um, it's normal, like you know, your job, your relationships, um, your family, uh, your trauma, whatever shit you have to do every day. All those little things are barriers that are normal that that come up in life that keep us from thinking about these things. So it's okay that maybe it did take all the way until now uh, when, you know, seems like everything's falling apart in order to look at yourself or look at your choices in a different way. It's okay. If you still haven't reflected on those things, like there are so many things that are get in the way in our life and I think our values that we're taught in this society definitely don't encourage us to reflect on this stuff um you know just go buy stuff and then go work for more money and then you know deal with whatever relationship you feel like you need to deal with even if they're toxic and just you know there's a lot of uh repression and stuffing down of things that we do anyway uh so it's no surprise that a lot of these things have taken a literal lockdown to uh, uncover. Um, So just to have some forgiveness for ourselves, it's okay. Um, And it's normal that it may have taken a very extraordinary situation to reflect on some very ordinary um, things that have gotten a a hold on us in our lives. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I, I think also for me personally, one of the most difficult parts of trying to address in particular uh, like cannabis usage during this time is that the main use that I have for it is to help with anxiety and depression type stuff. And, you know, just the, you know, the world right now uh, is begging people to go down the road of anxiety and depression yeah and so uh it again not only has it revealed a kind of a relationship that i've had with it but it's revealed to me coping mechanisms it's revealed to me my tendencies towards what i consume 
in terms of news and how unhealthy that has been for me and, um, you know, revealing how important it is to turn things off and to go outside and to uh, just be rather than trying to solve things and project into the future and think about the past mm-hmm. and moving out of the present moment, all that type of stuff. Um, so again, I would, I mean, I'm sure many of the people listening to this have had their own kind of um, version of this yeah. in their own lives, but you know, and I'm sure each of us have a different degree to which we have been successful. And like you're saying, I don't think it's, I I think eventually it is important to be successful in what you're setting out to accomplish. But I also think that it's completely understandable and actually necessary to be gentle with yourself if you haven't achieved what you've been trying to achieve or haven't been able to fix a habit that's been with you for however long. Yeah. Um, And it's not to, you know, it's not to give yourself so much leeway that you never try to solve the problem or give up or never address the thing, but it's to recognize, I I mean, if you've recognized that you have, that there is something that, that is like this in your life and you have been attempting to try to fix it, you're already making significant head roads in on it. Exactly. I would, I would ask anybody who, you know, who's listening to just reflect on where you were March of last year and just compare it to where you are now in terms of your just awareness of your own life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like just think about how much more aware you are of, of who you are as a person, the things you do, what you have tendencies to do mm-hmm. the, you know, just how you feel about your immediate environment that you've been stuck in for a year. You know, these are all uh, valuable healing opportunities and valuable uh, lessons that, you know, it's a real kind of alchemical moment we're in where we're being asked to transmute lead into gold and some are having greater success than others. But I think the key is, is in recognizing, you know, it, if you can transmute that negative stuff, that, you know, unconscious stuff, give it some life, turn it into gold. I think you'd be surprised at what happens on the other side of that. (laughs) At least I, every time that I've been successful, even partially i'm just getting a little taste of what's what's to come if i'm able to uh really be honest with myself and mm-hmm. you know it the taste is amazing <laughs> and, uh, I mean, and whatever is on the other side i can already tell it's going to be absolutely beautiful you know yeah yeah so even those little uh moments of just recognizing or having success with um you know whatever uh habit you're trying to address yeah because it completely makes sense that like you said, our coping mechanisms. I mean, we probably have all been leaning on them a lot harder than normal anyway. Um, But, you know, recognition, I think, of the the situation. I don't even want to call it a problem necessarily, but um, of the situation is the first step to addressing it. So, you know, however much you're having um, with that, it's okay. Be where you are in your process. Totally. And like I was saying earlier, like it's for like cannabis, for example, if you want to be somebody for me, it's like if I want to be somebody who does that every day, that's not a bad thing. Like it's not like you're a lesser person for, you know, doing exactly. any of these things. I mean, it just yeah, is a different so, identity. Yeah. And, and by letting go of that, um, like that choice is bad. 
I think by letting go of that or, or that the, another choice is good, um, letting go of those value judgments that you're placing on a choice or, or you know, um, a, a, an approach, letting go of that value judgment is so essential to moving beyond it because then you don't have to operate in the good and bad, um, wrong and right, uh, weak and strong choices, you know, cause when you, when you live it like that, you're always going to feel like a failure if you don't keep to a certain, um, a certain decision you've made or a certain habit you wanted to keep, like making it a moral issue in which if you're, you know, controlling it and and getting you know disciplining yourself you're being good and if you're indulging and you're letting yourself be free you're being bad which i think is very common with both um weed and with food um is putting those value judgments so so toxic such a mistake and will only motivate you so far like demonizing a thing to stop yourself from overindulging on it is just not a sustainable motivation for change. Absolutely. So just definitely yeah. reflecting on what is your motivation for change will help maybe, I hope all of us help those changes um, stick and not just fall by the wayside after a few weeks or days or months or whatever. Yeah. No, the real, um, the real thing that changed in for me, again, like you're saying was, like if I ever viewed it as good or bad, like that has limited amount of energy. It's like you have you're filling up your gas tank with like gas, and once the gas runs out, you're gonna go back to where you were, you know. But where the real change was for me was in viewing it based in love, like we were talking about, where mm-hmm. it's you're viewing it through the like the reason you're doing something is because you're you love yourself enough to move into the to the new place that you're trying to get to and you've done enough self-reflection to know truly know and feel in your bones that the place that you're trying to move to albeit it's probably really difficult to move into that that spot and to change your identity to get there and everything and to you know change your habits but the reason that you're committed to that is because you know that it's the better place for you to be in order to be able to provide the most love in your life and give yourself the most amount of love and thus give other people the most amount of love possible. Absolutely. So when, when you view it through that lens of love, rather than it's me versus that habit and I'm going to go to war, that's like what I have a tendency to think. Mm-hmm. Instead of that mindset, it's, I know you're not, I'm not going to war with any habit. I'm honestly, I love myself to know that I have a greater purpose that I am trying to fulfill and that I am being, uh, you know, slowed down and not allowed to actualize in a full capacity by continuing to do something that I've done, you know, for 3,650 days in a row. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like when you, you know, when you can really like write down the nitty gritty of what the actual thing is going on and why you're wanting to move out of this place into a new place and knowing that it's because you're, you do truly love yourself and you're trying to make the most out of your central purpose in your life. Mm -hmm. When you can get to that level of it, then it becomes a different thing. Yeah. 
you're not I'm not attacking anything. I'm not going to war against a habit. I am sitting with the feeling of wanting to continue doing that habit and recognizing that my choice to refrain from doing that habit is because I love myself more than I don't love myself. And I know that if I continue to do this habit, albeit it's not a bad thing, mm-hmm. but it's not providing the maximal amount of love that I could be having in my life. Exactly. And so once you want love, <laughs> that, that's when it changes. When, you, when you've gotten to the bottom, the, the point that's low enough for you to recognize I need some love in my life, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that type of, that type of thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. Cause you'll get exhausted fighting a war, but love, I think, I don't for, I don't know. I feel like love is a more um, infinite supply than. Um, well, yeah, it's fighting. sustainable. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's sustainable and um, it's a lot more quiet and silent and it's a lot more open mm-hmm. and caring. So it's not, like, for example, with, I mean, we could go have an hour conversation as to all the different arguments that my mind made or, and continues to make <laughs> to try to convince me to continue oh, yeah. a habit, you know? Absolutely. Um, you know, everything from what we were talking about, like with, you know, I viewed cannabis as like the rebellion drug. And it was like, when I was a kid, it, it was illegal. And so like to do it makes it like, there's an identity of like, you're a rebellious type of an identity. And, you know, you listen to like, like I love listening to hip hop music <laughs> and like, I love, you know, I grew up in LA and, you know, I love, it's like, it's a whole persona. It's a whole identity. And, right. you know, it's so my mind convinced me <laughs> like, like I'm so, I'm so identified with that type of a mindset that to like deny myself this like key tenant of that identity was to was to fold was to finally give up my my token rebellion card yeah (laughs) and like you know like I'm no longer the the like rebel who like is fighting for the fighting the good fight in the world and you know (laughs) fighting for like cannabis legalization or whatever, you know, right. like I was giving all that up, but it, in actuality, no, it's, you know, it was like whenever I would feel like I was giving all that up, then I would go back to using it. Yeah. And it's not until you recognize it's no, it's, you can still use it, but you have a, an unhealthy relationship with it. You know, exactly. if you're, you're doing cannabis, smoking weed, doing whatever once a week, twice a week. Sure. That's probably a healthy relationship for some people and everybody's different. You know, some people, never is a healthy relationship Mm -hmm. some people once a month is a healthy relationship it all depends on what your purpose is what what are you trying to accomplish and what are you trying to bring into your life and for me i just had to be matter of a fact and recognize that you know getting high every day (laughs) is not allowing me to be the most fulfilled version of myself and you know i'm took me until I was 28 years old to recognize that, but I'm glad I did it now. <laughs> I'm, glad yeah. I'm, I'm glad I'm recognizing it now and uh, it's being dealt with. But yeah, anyways, I think yeah, it's I mean, we could go on. the layers of identity can, for, that are entwined in all of this is are really interesting. Yeah. But um, all right, we are getting uh, kind of long here on the podcast. Yeah. So we should maybe think about wrapping up. Um, is there any final thoughts you have, Izzy? Oh, I could go on, but I'll 
so <laughs> refrain. Um, but yeah, I hope that this um, resonated with you all who are listening. Um, thank you for your continued patience with our slow um, <laughs> schedule in terms of releasing new episodes. But we hope that every time you do join us, you find something valuable to take away and maybe apply to your own life. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Yeah, I really do appreciate everybody who listens. Um, yeah, I think, you know, this last year, just reflecting on it, it's, I think, been pretty crazy for everybody. But if you're still here in 2021 listening to Under Deconstruction, you're, you're a freaking hero in, in my book. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So, alrighty, everybody. Uh, thanks again for listening, and we will talk to you all again real soon. Yep.